Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Druids Grove. Today we are going to be talking about the role of the Druid. Um, more specifically, the, the, the stage of the Druid in the concept, the broad concept of Druidry. So we've talked about the Bard, we've talked about the Ovate, and now we're going to be talking about the role and function of the Druid. So historically, the Druids were considered kind of the enlightened intellectual class in the order of Druids. You know, um, they held a distinct role separate from the Bard or the Ovate. Um, and in the order of bards, ovates, and druids, it's the, kind of the last stage of, of training. And it takes a few years to get to that point. So they were, back in the day, they were considered to be judges. Uh, they wrote the laws. They served as arbiters of justice. Um, they were peacemakers and philosophers. They were teachers and military strategists. And considered to be the priestly class of the druids as well. They were kind of the epitome and the ultimate uh, representation of the bards and the ovates taking those practices and applying it at a whole to society and just culturally. So whereas the bard looked at you know nature and the elements and creative expression and the ovate looked at the darkness and the depths of interconnectedness of all things and, and um, spirituality, the druid role sees deeply into cultural practices. They kind of take a bird's eye view of everything. So cultural practices, social organization. Um, they understand the relationships of people in small groups and large groups between, between different societies. Um, they were facilitators of communication. They were uh, political advisors and spiritual advisors. And again, I am not to this grade yet. This, this is information that I have gathered in, in research. So I don't have deep insight into the functioning present-day role of a druid, um, but I'm going to speculate a little bit later, but I'm just giving kind of a historical presentation. So. so historically, if we look back, I mentioned this before, if anyone harmed a druid in, in any of these roles, whether it was a bard, ovate, or in the druid role, they were to be punished severely, and frequently they were put to death because these this class of people were so valuable to the monarchy or the kings and the queens or the the tribal leaders. You know, during battles, people would be fighting. Um, there would be, you know, a, a massive war going on, and a druid can walk out onto the field and the battle would stop. They, druids were so respected for their opinion and valued that people would stop fighting around them because they didn't want to harm them and they wanted to listen to what they had to say. So there's this concept of a druid, you know, visually, being an, a, an old man with a stave, a staff, and, you know, that kind of comes with the amount of time that's needed to train to reach this stage of practice. You know, it may take years and years and years of learning and practice and developing consistency of practice and then ap applying that into a societal role and, and, and applying it to society at large. So that's, that's where this concept of a druid is this older wizened person, you know, in a robe with a staff 
Um, I did talk about how the, the some of the different roles that they served in society. So again, they were they served uh, as philosophers and advisors. They applied um, bardic creativity. Um, they worked on you know the divination and the insight insight role of the ovate, and they applied that into the roles and the functions of the druid as a whole. They incorporated their knowledge and wisdom into the study and development of science like astronomy, alchemy, chemistry, mathematicians, uh, philosophers, educators. Um, they were also guides and, and held service over holidays. Um, so they were, they were kind of held ceremonies at like solstices and the other holidays and the hand fastings where people were brought together for marriage or funerals or other ceremonies. Um, they also worked in ecological preservation such as overseeing um, how trees and forests and crops were planted and utilized. Again, they're, they're bringing in the aspect of the ovate, seeing how everything is interconnected, and the creative expression of the bard and applying it to a societal um, concept as a whole. So, you know, the lay people didn't realize that you couldn't just go wipe out a whole forest and then the whole now, now you're going to be out of wood you know they had to practice conservation and and management of these the forest and the and the crops to make sure that they would have longevity and and what they needed to continue as a society so they also helped with the planning of societies like uh, buildings and architecture metalworking blacksmithing um, overseeing establishment of of cultural norms and the building societal rules and like I said they also served as advisors to the kings and the queens and the monarchs um, and I found this interesting um, a lot of people don't realize it I didn't myself until I started researching but many people in the in the British royalty and and I, I see that I have some listeners over in England and, and that area in Wales um, but some of the British royalty were initiated as Druids um, for instance, there's pictures online of, of Queen Elizabeth. Um, she was initiated as a druid, and there's pictures of that. And again, I don't want to be offensive, and I know my, my southern accent and my southern twang does not uh, give justice to the entirety of druidry as a, as a whole, and I don't want to be disrespectful, um, so I'm just, just providing some information about all this. So for the druid role, um, one of their primary premises is the the concept of peace and in many druid prayers um, peace is is very center and in any many in many druid ceremonies peace is front and center so they felt that peace and knowledge um, understanding and communication could solve all problems and and one of the druid prayers that's utilized in many druid organizations is called the druid peace prayer so I'm going to say that Deep within the still center of my being, may I find peace. Silently within the quiet of the grove, may I share peace. Gently, or powerfully, within the greater circle of humankind, may I radiate peace. So I'll say that again. Deep within the still center of my being, may I find peace. Silently within the quiet of the grove, May I share peace. Gently or powerfully within the greater circle of humankind, may I radiate peace.
So that's a prayer that's used in, in many Druid uh, ceremonies. And um, another thing that is usually done in ceremonial magic or Druid ceremonies, um, peace is called to each of the quarters. So the quarters are considered the directions, so like north, south, east, and west. And again, north, south, east, and west all have their um, elements that they represent. So north is earth and typically a bear. East is air and typically some type of bird. South is fire and is usually associated with a stag or a deer. And west is water and is associated with the uh, with a fish. And each kind of characteristic that those elements and those animals might take on. So another function that the Druid serves, they work to help a person or a society or a group of people to kind of integrate themselves and to fully become whole. They, they incorporated the aspects of the Bard and the Ovate and then applied philosophy and meditation and communication to help, um, help, these, help people become their true selves and have insight into what, what it is that they may want to be or want to do or what function they can serve in society and what that might look like today. Again, I'm not in the Druid grade yet, so I'm not familiar with the specific trainings in OBOD, um, but generally speaking, you know, and in other organizations, the goal is to become a leader, to help others, to guide them on their path, um, you know, whatever that may look like. And in a weird way, this, I think, the idea of me doing this podcast is kind of my transition into the the Druid grade, because I, I felt this urge to help others and just to provide some information and like I said before a one-stop shop for for as much as I can throw out there about druidry so you don't have to go digging around on, on the internet so I kind of feel like I'm already doing a little bit of the druid grade work it's kind of kind of working into that so the druid also wants to become a better listener a better healer and to to develop their own practice of working with the work of Druidry and with other people. So many Druids today um, tend to work in fields of human service. And, and if, you, if you start listening to other podcasts or, or watching videos or, or reading about things, for instance, the, uh, the former leader of um, Obad, his name is Philip Cargom. You can look him up. He has some wonderful videos and speeches out there. Philip Cargom. Um, he was a um, Ph.D. trained psychologist. And then the the current uh, Obad leader, I'm drawing a blank on her name. I think it's Imer, E-I-M-A-R. Um, she was a nurse, and she's also a psychologist, I believe. Um, and then in the Anglesey Druid Order, you have Christopher Hughes. He was, um, he worked, he calls it, I think he called it the death service, but he was, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, he was a coroner, like a, um, a type of a coroner that studied the, the cause of death in, in, in unnatural deaths uh, in, in Wales. But anyway, so you'll find that a lot of Druids work in, in the human service fields like healthcare, education, social services. They have this inner desire uh, to help other people. They have a strong, empathetic character. Uh, they want to help others heal and to have good lives. Um, others also may de develop that goodwill towards uh, ecological preservation. Um, they'll work, you know, planting trees or bee conservation 
are working towards improving uh, industrialized farming um, or becoming an advocate for those that, that need it, whether it's animals or people or trees or sacred spaces or the earth in general. So this concept of the training throughout the Obad or any education in Druidry, where you, whether you go through Bard, Obate, and Druid, or you pick one path and stick on it, you know, forever. Um, this work uh, of studying and learning and growing is, is never complete. You know, it's not like a college education or a high school education. Okay, I'm done, you know, and then you just go do this job. Um, you know, we, as Druids, we are always striving for improvement. We're always striving for um, improvement, not perfection, is a good way to put it. Um, we want to continually work towards improving the lives and the environment of those around us. Um, if you ever get to the point where you feel complacent or stagnant or you are like, I'm, this is good enough, um, you know, you kind of lose this sense of purpose in life. You know, I'm kind of speaking from Druidry, but I'm also speaking, um, you know, just as a human being as a whole. Um, we always want to do better. We always want to improve our own lives, and we always want to improve the environment that we're in, and we always want to improve the lives of the people around us, whatever that may look like. So that's what Druidry is about in this role of the Druid. They want to foster improvement in themselves and those around them and in their environment, and they, they utilize all this other stuff that they've learned from the, the bardic, you know, creative expression, understanding the, the scene and the things around us that we can see. And they incorporate the aspects of the ovate and the unseen and the other world and the ancestors and energy and life and the life cycle and the cycle of the earth. And then they apply that to society to kind of help guide, guide towards improvement in all aspects. So that's kind of a quick rundown on what a druid is and historically what they did and what they look like today. I'm going to do, the next episode is going to about how we can tie all of these together. The Bard, the Ovate, and the Druid and what that may look like. So again, thank you for joining me. I hope you are learning something from the podcast and getting something out of it. And if you're enjoying it, please share with other people that may enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Connection. Tethers anchored to the center of my being, gently tugged, warranting my attention. Hello, sun. Warmth and light bathe my skin and eyes, giving life to all things, making existence possible. Earth, I feel you under my feet, foundation and stability through gravity, progress through change, effort, movement. Water, ever present in all your aspects, ice, liquid, cloud, flowing or stagnant, shaping and supplying. Lovely trees, so much sacrifice, taking in and putting out. Air, shade, fuel, materials, let's not be forgotten the music of the breeze. Shelter and safety, sustenance, compost for renewing the soil. Birdsong, animal movement, fragrant plant, rainbow in the rain, friendly smile. I see you and acknowledge and appreciate. I am connected through awareness. One day I will join you in my energetic form, but not today. I am here. My corporal form maintains its physical limitations, 
My spiritual form grows to become interwoven with all existence, seeking to become one with the all. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.